What up, y'all? It's Jesse here, a.k.a. Jesse Prada, coming back at you with another episode on the Christ Convo podcast, where we inspire you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen, I hope this episode blesses you. Let's get into it, y'all. All All right, y'all. So today, this one is going to be really, really dope. Um, this was a spontaneous podcast that I decided to do. And, you know, one of the things that really drives a lot of my episodes is my experience with things. Um, I will say honestly that if you want to become a really good podcast host or beyond that, if you want to just be able to articulate something very well, I believe an experience with the subject that you desire to articulate will cause you to explain it better or relay a message much more effectively. And so this specific topic, this kind of coincides with a experience that I had very, very recently. Um, But as you can see, we're going to be talking about like the authentic oil or the authentic call of God, have you will. And I think the reason why I really want to talk about this is because there's a lot of superficial things when it comes to the call of God um, or when it call when it comes to us as a church, as a Christian culture, depicting the call of God and what that looks like. And there's a lot of things in our minds that flash before us that are simply just superficial, such as your Instagram or Facebook following or the amount of views that you get on YouTube or the amount of uh, ministry engagements that you have or uh, the amount of people that go to your event or the amount of people that go to your conference and things of that nature. And all of these things are superficial, the kind of clothes you like to wear or your preaching style or your the way you sing or anything like that, um, all superficial. None of it really has any meaning and none of it truly can show whether if the weight of God is on your life or not, or if God is actually walking with you. Um, What's crazy is like, you see, obviously, in Matthew chapter seven, where Jesus said, like, you casted devils out of my name, and I will declare that depart from me and never knew you. So like, a notable ministry, uh, a quote unquote, effective slash powerful ministry doesn't necessarily mean that God's weight is on your life either. Um, and honestly, if we even look at the meaning of what it means for someone to be anointed, the word anointed or the anointing in the Bible translates to the word approval or blessing. So the same way that the the same way that it talks about a father's blessing in the Bible or how fathers bless their sons or a superior blesses uh, inferior to go forth in an assignment. It's the same way for God when he anoints us. When God anoints somebody, he's essentially saying, I approve of this or I bless this to go forward. And so um, I think today it was very interesting of what I said because and I wasn't planning on mentioning this, but at my church today, shout out Nova Hub Church, I was responsible for giving the offering message. And so one of the things that I said was, is a lot of people don't like this because, you know, we are sons and daughters of the most high God. But for some reason, we like to correlate that as not working for anything or not um 
putting in a form of dedication or discipline for the things that we want in Christ. And so um, the Bible says faith without works is dead. So, you know, though God is my father and though there are certain things that I don't have to work for, there are certain things that I do have to work for. And so what I meant to say was, is like the blessing of the Lord has qualifications. And I guess a lot of people you know what I'm saying, don't really like to hear stuff like that because of this culture that we've created with the faith. But there's certain levels of the anointing. There's certain levels of the blessing of the Lord that you will not access if you do not obey. And that's just plain and simple. Like God is not going to stamp his approval on something that is disobedient and outside of his will. Like, that's why for me, sometimes I wonder how much discernment we really have in the body of Christ, because I won't name specific things, but I look and I see certain movements or certain things that are gaining notoriety in the body of Christ. And I'm just like, you guys can't sense the mixture in this thing. You guys can't sense the perversion or you guys can't sense the other agenda that is trying to be fulfilled in this situation. And so in my head, I'm like, you may be acknowledged by man, but that is truly your reward. But God is not going to bless or approve of something that is literally going against his will and his word. And so I think that's the first thing we have to realize is like when it comes to the anointing, when it comes to the weight of God and the call of God, like there are qualifications that you have that you must have in order to really walk into that. Um, Jesus would not be who he was if he did not die. You get what I'm saying? And so like we think that you know, we, we have the promise of prosperity and resurrection, resurrection power and authority and victory and things of that nature. But like, this is a process. The Bible says, work out your soul salvation with fear and trembling. So like our ability to receive our inheritance will be based off of our willingness to endure. And we don't like that because we live in a microwave generation, a microwave society. I'm guilty of this too, where we would like to skip the process. But like, even when the enemy brought Jesus to the top of the mountain, that was a, that was a sign of how he maneuvers in this world. Anything that causes you to elevate swiftly without process is from hell. Notice how Jesus was brought to the mountain immediately and the enemy said if you worship me I will give you all of these all of these cities and all of this land and things of that nature and so it was a foreshadowing of how the enemy would maneuver on this earth that he would demonically promote people and have them skip processes and this is where you know we see fallings and you know gifted men and women of God who were gifted but their character sucks and it's because of the lack of development in the process that God had originated from them. Uh, I'm sorry, originated for them. And so I think it is very, very imperative that we recognize that when it comes to being who God called us to be, there's a process to get there. You're not just going to go from a beginner in Christianity to simply being the next chief apostle of the United States of America. That's not how this works. Like you have to go through a process. You have to be tried. You have to be tested. You have to endure. You have to, yeah, endure. Bible says, blessed is the man that, blessed is the man that endures. He that endureth till the end shall be saved, the Bible says. And so we really have to look at that. And so 
beyond just enduring, beyond just going through the process, I also want to talk about the anointing being related to the pressure and a crushing of an olive. And so I'm realizing that when it comes to the anointing or when it comes to the authentic call of God, there are so many uncomfortable positions. <sighs> Sorry, I don't know why that yawn just came out of nowhere. There's so many uncomfortable positions. It's annoying. I remember that when I was running track, when I started to actually run track and honestly, I ran, but I was more so of a high jumper because I got bunnies like I jump really high. And so when my track coach was training me, he made us do yoga. And so I don't do yoga no more because it's demonic, but he made us do yoga. And so what he said was, is he said the phrase, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And so, you know, even though folks aren't saved and you know what I'm saying, they're not really living for God, people, this is so interesting to me, people use God's principles, whether if they know it or not. And I'm, I just sit there and I listen to people and I'm just wondering, do you realize that what you are saying is principles inside of God's word? Anyway, he basically said, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And so he would he would make us stretch, obviously, you know, yoga. And so we were we would have ourselves in positions that were extremely uncomfortable and it hurt. And so during the time, it was very, very painful. But the simple reward was the fact that when we ran a race, our ligaments and our muscles were loose enough to go to the quickest pace that we needed to in order to be successful in our event for track. And so this applies for the call of God. God will put us in, <clears throat> excuse me, in so many different unpredictable and uncomfortable circumstances. And what this is doing is this is conditioning our spiritual muscles, our spiritual um, posture in order to be able to maneuver through the events that we have going forward in the most agile way possible. And so I want to talk about a specific story that occurred in my life where the pressure of the moment really brought out the anointing inside of me. And I think this is very important because when you're really anointed by God and God sends you into doing something, there's a God, what he will do in that process is he will take your dependency off of everything else but him. So all of the other things that you depended on, all of the other things that you had belief or faith in, God just seems to eradicate those things. So that way you are the only he. So that way he is the only person that you trust. He is the only person that you put your faith in and your belief in. He is the only person where you rely on because everything else is inconsistent. So basically, this is what happened. Um. I ended up buying a lot more podcast equipment for my podcast and my YouTube channel. I'm really excited about that, and I it, it's really nice. I'm actually very pleased with the way that it came out. However, I had a YouTube live on Friday with Prophet DeAndre Cockrell. He's one of the prophets at my church. Um, he also has a coaching business. He's the push coach. Um, if you go on my YouTube channel or my Instagram, you should see him on there and just get plugged into him. He's a really powerful voice. Um, but we plan to go on YouTube live. And so basically the plan was, is 
to go live with the mics to produce a more podcast feel. And so what had happened was is the mics that I ordered off of Amazon did not come until Friday while I was doing the podcast with him. So while I was doing the podcast with him, the mics that I originally ordered came. So I knew that it wouldn't have been wise for me to rely, (laughs) I say that word again, rely on those mics to make it in time. So I ended up going to a guitar center that was like 25 minutes from my job to go buy two other mics. And so I ended up buying those two other mics and I ended up hooking the mics to the interface the night before I did the podcast with Prophet DeAndre. And they ended up working very, very well. I did a podcast with my bro, Darren. That was my very, very last episode. And it went really, really good. I was very pleased with it. So the next day comes and I plug in my equipment and me and Prophet DeAndre are literally at the table. And I'm looking at him because the interface is not working. So here I am in a situation where I desire to have a specific sound, a specific look to my podcast or to my YouTube live, and it's not going the way that I want. And so I remember going and trying to figure this whole interface situation out for the longest. Actually, I think it was about an hour because he and I got to the table around 4.30 and we didn't start until 5.30. So for a whole hour, I was trying to figure out a way to get this interface to work. And so it didn't work. And so I was getting discouraged and I was getting mad because I'm like, I paid for all this equipment. My mics aren't even here yet. And now I have to buy a whole nother interface because the mics weren't even the problem. It was the interface. So now I got to spend more money on an interface and I got to wait for my mics to get here. So what did I do? I ended up not, I ended up literally removing all of the podcast equipment and I just said, Hey, profit, you and I are just going to speak on my webcam and we're going to use the computer microphone. And there was a lot of frustration that I had to deal with. Um, a lot of agitation and irritation that I had to deal with because in my head, I'm just thinking, why did this not all work out? And so I remember the Lord told me, this is right before I went live with Prophet DeAndre. And I remember the Lord told me, he said, your power and your authority is not based off of the nice podcast equipment that you have. And I remember the Lord, he, he reminded me of my mouth and he said, your mouth is the real microphone. And I was like, okay, that's powerful. And so we ended up just going and doing the live on my webcam with my laptop microphone. And so what I realized is y'all, the live was, people were blessed. People said it was powerful. People said that they received breakthrough. And so I realized that all in all, the flair, the convenience, the external things was not what got me to where I am, but it was who I am and what God placed inside of me. And so I said this on the live. I was doing podcasts with a $19 USB mic and people were still listening to it. Like till this day, if you go to my first two episodes, I believe both of them have over a hundred plays. And so I'm realizing, yes, though I like quality and though I like nicer things, that wasn't the reason why people were listening to it. They were listening because of the edification due to what God had placed inside of me. And so though I appreciate the nice equipment and though the equipment and the sound and the quality can definitely help uh, 
the listeners enjoy their experience with my content, the main thing that God had to remind me was I'm doing this for him. And he's the one that gave me this mandate and this idea. And he's the one that blessed me to go out and, you know, work this thing for real. And so that was a powerful situation for me because it made me realize that there's nothing like the raw anointing of God, the raw presence of God. You know what I mean? And I definitely can compare it to praying without music. So, for example, I don't know if you guys ever been in a service where the whole church is praying and the pastor will say, cut the music off. And I don't think there's anything wrong with music, but I think sometimes music can be a crutch. Sometimes the convenience of a sound, the convenience of a um, what's the word? Is it ex- uh, exhilaration? I don't know if that's the word. There's a specific word where you feel pumped. You feel energetic. Um, I guess it's like sensation or uh, I don't know what it's called. But anyway, the music, it momentum. There we go. Uh, the music, it provides that momentum. It provides that push. And there's crutches in that. Because, and I'm not saying everybody's in the same place, but for me, when I pray, when I learned and I was able to master my mind without praying with music, it did such a powerful thing for me because it's sort of like you're crying out to God and you need God to answer you. Like you're desperate for God and you have nothing but your voice. You don't have instruments. You don't have an organ. You don't have a preacher. You don't have cymbals. You don't have drums. You don't have a bass or guitar. You just have your voice and God. So use that. That's your instrument. And for me, that's something that I was really appreciative of because there were those times where I didn't have I didn't have the music. I didn't have the flair. I didn't have a church. I wasn't even around people that were saved, but I had to call on Jesus and I had to learn to pull on him from every place. Whether if I was in church, whether if I was in the train station, whether if I was in the workplace, in my car, it doesn't matter. The level of my concentration on the Lord should not fluctuate due to my location because he's the same, right? And so what I want to emphasize is we as a people, we need to really ask God to give us the real authentic anointing for our call to where we are able to outlast beyond the convenience and the flair and the visual attractions of it, but that God has truly anointed us to do this thing for real because there are going to be moments where it's not going to be pleasant, but there's still a need for what God has placed inside of you. There's still a need for the message or the communication that God wants to do through you to others. And so the main question is, is will you allow your external environment to phase that for you? Or are you able to endure past that and say, there's still an assignment that I have here, regardless of what the land looks like around me. And so I really just want to encourage the people of God because I believe we're living in a time now and we're seeing this when it comes to churches. And honestly, COVID proved this a lot, is a lot of churches were relying on the convenience of meeting. 
they weren't relying on the presence of God. This is why you can see the shift in many ministries, because not all churches were truly relying on the presence of God, but they were relying on the population of their members. They were relying on the amount of money that the members gave. They were relying on the good music and the good singers and the fog machines and the different effects and the big screens and the coffee shops and all of those things. And I'm not saying a church is bad if they have those things, but I think when you rely on the tangibles, you limit the intangible, which are things that are eternal. And so this is just a reminder to let you know, don't rely on the intangible. I'm sorry, don't rely on the tangible things. Those things can come and go, right? And so it was a credible experience for me to still be able to record that YouTube live and still see God move just as much as he would have if I didn't or if I had my mics. And so it's just about that real authentic presence, right? It's about that real authentic oil. It's not even about how much Honestly, I'm not saying you shouldn't know the Bible, but I know people who know so much scripture, but they don't have any anointing. There's no weight on their life. And so for you to have weight, you got to have intimacy. And yes, intimacy is related to you knowing the scripture, but you knowing the scripture should flow from your intimacy to God, should flow from your intimacy with God. You don't study the scriptures to become intimate. You study the scriptures because you're intimate. But that intimacy, that personal relationship should come before any of that, because if not, you'll just you'll shape God into the Bible alone. And so this is the thing. All of the Bible is God, but not all of God is in the Bible. God can express himself outside of the Bible. Now, God will never contradict the Bible, but there are experiences. There are things that can occur with God that don't contradict scripture, but they are not specifically in scripture, right? I have an example. So for me, I remember one time there is, there was a time where I was going through a very difficult season and I literally remember I was on my college campus and I remember I went and I prayed and it was raining a little bit and then the sun began to shine and you know, it was a simple sign, but like there's no specific verse in the Bible that says like, oh, I prayed. And as I continued to pray, the rain stopped and then the sun came out of nowhere. But God was talking to me in that instance. And that was my experience with him. And he was sending me a message through that. Or there will be other times where I'll say, hey, God, I need a sign to show me that Actually, I just said this on my last podcast with uh, Darren. Hey, God, I need a sign to show me that I'll be able to make it through school. Then the Lord sends my grandmother to call me the next day telling me that I'll be all right and I'm going to be able to finish. That was a sign. You know what I'm saying? There's not a specific scripture where you see that happening to somebody. But this is an example where God will respond to his children outside of the Bible. Right. And so. Yeah. I just wanted to really talk about that because I believe it's very, very important that in the coming days and when we have when as we step more and more into our calls, the world is growing impatient with superficial Christianity. They are looking for the real authentic power of the Holy Ghost. 
And I'm not just talking about you laying hands and speaking in tongues and casting out devils. I'm talking about the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost exudes in the way that you live your life. That the way that you live your life and the way that you walk with God will pull somebody into a greater dimension of his presence simply just by them watching you and seeing you just like with Jesus, right? Jesus said, if you see me, you have seen the father to the point where the way Jesus decided to walk his life out caused people to see the father. And so that's what our, that's what our hearts should say. That's what our prayers should say. Because like I said, the world, they want real authentic anointing and power and they want they want somebody that walks with God for real. And so this is where you separate the people that are gifted versus the anointing. I remember another story. I remember I went to Michigan with my spiritual father and we went to a church and it was cold. This was during the winter. I remember we stayed in a dingy hotel. I remember I I think I told this story before. It's dingy. It's nasty. Um, we stayed in this little dingy hotel. Our flight was delayed. And I remember the very next day, because this all took place on a Saturday. On Sunday, he gets a call from the leader that he's preaching for that the power goes out. And so they asked him, they said, hey, Prophet Jordan, what do you want to do? He said, no, we're going to minister. And first off, I respect that because it's like we didn't just fly all the way from Virginia to Michigan for nothing. You best believe a move of God is going to be initiated. And so the power went out. There was no heat. It was cold. It was dark. It was not the most convenient of situations, right? But that man prophesied, preached, casted out devils, and worked miracles. And the anointing of God was flowing. And I believe it was in that moment where he was able to see God in a way that he might not have never seen him before due to the fact that he was in a pressurized situation. And so he was God's olive in that instance, that the pressure of staying in a dingy hotel and barely barely getting sleep, the, pre- the pressure of preaching in the cold and in the dark, right? The pressure of that pull on the anointing of God to come out. We want the light of God to shine through us, right? How can light shine if there is not darkness? If there's a whole bunch of light around us, how can our light shine? What makes our light rare or what makes our light important is the fact that darkness is around it. So that way people can see it. So all in all, my main perspective, this wasn't a long podcast. I just wanted to get straight to the point. But my perspective in this is really just reminding you all that Ask God for the real authentic oil. God, if I don't have a major following, if I don't if if I'm not known by everybody, if I don't have a ministry that is notable and if I don't lead a church with 500 plus people, can somebody still come in contact with me and feel your presence? Can I loose the presence of God to people? Right. And so this is mainly what I wanted to share. Um, And so, yeah, this is really it. y'all. Like I said, Make sure that you are just asking God to operate in the real authentic oil, that you are not leaning into the flair or the convenience or the visual glamour slash attraction of your call, but that you are really taking God and your intimacy with him seriously and that you rely on nothing but him because everything else is prone to shift, right? So that's it. 
Love y'all. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Peace. What up, y'all? I just want to say that I appreciate each and every person that decided to listen to this latest podcast episode. I hope you were blessed and I hope you enjoyed it. There is definitely more to come. If you have not followed me on Instagram, follow me at Jesse Prada at J-E-S-S-E-P-R-O-D-A. And I will see you all on the next episode. Peace.